Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on One Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of three US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. What's up, everybody? And man, do I have a pep in my step. But welcome to episode seven of One Podcast for Nerds. And with me today, as always, is Austin. Hey, how's it going? Nolan, who's killing himself. <laughs> hey. And. Ah, I made it. I'm here. Hi, everyone. Uh, oh, man. I'm so glad you're here. A warm hello. And a warm welcome for you, my friend. So we got a lot to talk about, but before we get into it, I have to do the thing that I make Austin do on his show, which is a blood oath that I made myself give. Um, as always, remember that you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at One Podcast for Nerds, and that's the number one and the number four. As well as you can follow us on Twitch and Twitter, or sorry, Twitch and YouTube. Holy Christ. Twitch and YouTube at, again, One Podcast for Nerds. As always, you can find it in the descriptions below where you can support us on Acast, as well as you can find a link to our Patreon page where you can also subscribe for $4 a month. And with that $4 a month, you'll get this show, be a part of the community, get a shout out and everything, as well as we have future shows in progress to be put up. But with all of that, let's let's go on to the news, guys. You guys ready to talk some news? You excited? No. no? I am. You're ready. Why are you not excited, Austin? No, I'm excited. You said you asked if I was ready. Are you ready now? Yeah. You're good now? All right, let's let's go. Let's go, guys. So we got some exciting stuff uh, this last week, because we're doing two weeks now. Uh, E3 was announced, and it's coming back online, all digital. Have you guys ever watched, have any of you watched E3? Like, I, I know, like, PlayStation and YouTube, and I can see your hand, Austin. I know PlayStation, YouTube, and Xbox would all, would all stream it online. Did you guys ever watch it, other than Austin, clearly? I'm just watching videos on YouTube. Like, recaps? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, you, I used to just do what Nolan did and watch trailers, but then like I was sitting there, I'm like, you know what? Like I have nothing else better to do. I might as well. I only watched the Nintendo one, which I know says oh. a lot. And you guys are all shocked by that, but yeah. oh, absolutely. I know. It's, who would have thought? But yeah, no. The only ones I ever watched was the Nintendo conferences. I didn't give a shit about anything else I until I started playing all. Skyrim. Then Bethesda came came into that. Yeah, but Bethesda's evil. Yeah, but I really like Skyrim, and I bought it four times, so you know they got my money. But on that note of me watching Nintendo on it, is that Nintendo's back at E3 and they're not they're yep. gonna do their yeah, they're gonna do their own Nintendo directed during E3, which hasn't happened last three years. I don't know. Since Someone's the, gonna fact check me. Switch. I think it was before the Switch. One second. I got you. All right. Got you, well, keep talking. Yeah. All right, so I guess Austin's gonna fact check me because I actually don't know. I I three years would sound right. Three, four years. I guess yeah. I think it was before the Switch though. But so going so this is all digital. You can watch it online, experience it yourself from home, uh, no cost whatsoever, which is really sweet. And I'm actually excited to watch it. And I think I think we'll try and work something into it for one podcast for nerds where maybe we can do like a live reaction to it. But we'll figure that out in more announcements as it comes closer. So it's reattendance starts June, goes to the 15th. Uh, Nintendo and Xbox are both attending. Then you got Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive and Warner Bros. 
games, which I'm assuming will probably have a lot to show regarding like the Harry, uh, not Harry Potter, sorry, the Hogwarts game. And uh, apparently they were there in 2019. What? June, yeah, June 6th. It says Nintendo. It was on Nintendo.com. As the E3 2019 video game trade show rapidly. Uh, but yeah, it says that they were there. Oh, well. All right. I don't remember that at all. I don't even. Yeah, because the uh, uh, game was available to play on the show floor, including Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. Which, uh, the other games on the show floor was Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Right, 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 right. Legend of okay. Zelda and okay. Marvel. Okay, so I'm going to take. I am going to take everything I said kind of back because they did. They always have stuff on the No. So they're always at E3. They have a show floor, which is always like mm-hmm. half of half of E3, but they've never done a conference at E3 anymore because of Nintendo Direct. Oh, well, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because they always show their stuff either before or during or before or after. Same with PlayStation. PlayStation's never been there. Maybe I'm just completely wrong. PlayStation's there. PlayStation no, has PlayStation... conferences all the time. No, they're not there anymore. No, I'm going to well, be there not anymore, but, no, they, but, they, uh, but they did. State of play. I feel yeah, like they I'm did do generally uh, E3 wrong as well. Nintendo's there. Because they announced God of War uh, at E3. Am I, am I on crack and I just think Nintendo's not there? Must be, because without Nintendo... I think I am, I think I am on crack. Yeah, I think, I think there's more in those beer than just <laughs> it beer. Would just be X, it would literally be Xbox and Bethesda, and then the A3 be over. <laughs> I, think, I don't know why. Maybe I was thinking of PlayStation this entire time. I was just like, well, PlayStation... Well, I t- I'm telling you. Yeah, because, you're, yeah, you're right. They wrong. do have state of play. I mean, as an right? amateur podcast, so whatever. I'm allowed to be wrong, but... But but they do they also PlayStation is also at E three as well. Holy Christ! What the hell was I thinking? You're the news guy. Oh, Come on! I know. I don't, I don't know. I go online and find this crap, and I look at it, and I'm like, it was great. A lot more work. A lot more work goes into that. But that being said, I do scour the internet for shit, and I, I don't know. I just I had a weird assumption. I had a weird like maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I lied. It. Don't don't listen to me. They are always there. Are you Paul? Are you Paul just, McCartney? I think, yeah. Well, that's a callback. <laughs> no one's gonna listen to for like three months. But okay, shut up. Let me have this. <laughs> no, I think actually what happened is that because they don't have conferences anymore, they have Nintendo Direct, and I think that's what I had stuck in my head, right? Because they're always there. Like Xbox actually has a conference across the street. Yeah. They'll have like their conference at the Microsoft, whatever this Microsoft Center or whatever it's called, and then yeah, PlayStation's see, um, just not there at all. And no, no, PlayStation N- does do E3 stuff, right? They both they do both state of uh, state of play and E3 because I want to say back in like twenty, uh, not like maybe twenty seventeen when they announced God of War, right, the new one. Um, it was at E3 because I but remember I specifically have... watching it having like the 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 like uh, Viking kind of style uh, theme playing. They had like a live orchestra there. I I yeah. Wait, twenty eighteen. Yeah, they had a live orchestra 20, there. For... It was 2019, though. They weren't there anymore. Yeah, but they they did go up to 20, like uh, up to like that. Yeah, they yeah, also I know, had I State know. of Play before too. I'm just saying. I'm just. Well, I don't think it was called State of Play. I think it was called something else at that time. But um, yeah, no, they're just they're not there as of 2019, and they won't be there this year either. Like, so y- y- we have to look forward to a State of Play. But mm-hmm. with that being said, is that I'm curious because. There won't be a show floor, so you know people don't get to try out all the cool games that are coming out and and all of that stuff. So like, I I mean this is like a pie in the sky kind of wish, but I hope maybe there's more demos to try all these games for like everybody. 
maybe even you have to like i would i would not go as far i would not say as much as like or go as far as where you actually have to watch it to get like a code or something you know during the stream and then you can actually like download the game like a demo like a lot of work yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, they have to do something to get the games out to people, though. Yeah, you right. It only takes so much from watching it on YouTube or like watching it online. You have to be able to experience it somehow. And and that's that's really the point at E three is to get you know you get hands on try for this stuff. But it's I, I would not. I mean, that's, that's one thing they could do. And I wouldn't be shocked if they you know you had to watch it and get the code because then you know it shows that you've been there to some extent and you've got interest in it and you know you get to play it i just don't think like nintendo comes to mind where they're just going to drop demos on on the nintendo eShop just for the fact you know for the sake of it right but ah. even that go 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 i was going to say because resident evil just had their um like resident evil show mm-hmm. right to celebrate uh village yeah and they pretty much were like yeah no th- we're dropping the demos like right now like playstation gets it first Right, um, then the rest of the different consoles get it. I don't have this in the notes, but did you watch the whole thing? Yep. Or yeah, no. no. I watched I watched most of it. Once it got to like the uh like the arcade version, I stopped watching. I don't care about that. We might touch on that later then at the end because I, I didn't watch it and I didn't put it in here because I didn't watch it and I don't think Nolan watched it. Nope. If you it's watched cool, it, man. yeah, okay, really we'll, we'll we'll tack on to that at the end, then you can talk about it maybe if you're cool with that. Uh, um, anyways, so going on is I'm just curious though, like with what we had last year is like, do you guys feel as though E3 is relevant? Like in 2021 with, you know, everyone has their own platforms now to showcase their own stuff. Like, I mean, Ubisoft has Ubisoft forward, Nintendo has directs, you know, and, and Microsoft has the Xbox showcase. And then you have PlayStation state of play. Like, do you guys feel as though we ever even need an E3 anymore? I think so, because you still have all the smaller players that need to have a platform to showcase their stuff. And I also, I think it'd be nice to have all the big players have an event like the E3 where they have to one-up each other. That's where I want, like, you can wait for a state of play or Nintendo Direct for this bit of news and that bit of news, but, like, with the last uh, Nintendo Direct, it was... I thought just a letdown when I came to Zelda. And but something like E3, like it's a bigger event. Like that's where you're gonna that's where they're gonna have to come up with something bigger to outdo each other. And that's really that's where I wanna hear the big news. Um I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna go opposite of Nolan. Um it's sad to say, but I really don't think E3 is relevant anymore. I mean, it goes to show every if everybody pulling out and going to their own shows. Like even not even just um uh, not even just uh, like the big studios like Xbox and PlayStation. He was really upset he left. <laughs> yeah, I know that caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> um, not even like Xbox and PlayStation because E3 has their own now, right? But that's the problem. But that's going to be an Xbox One. It's not going to have its own like uh, show anymore. So in reality, like, do we need it? No. Is it sad? Yes, because it's been a part of gaming history forever. And as you know, I got really pissed off when they changed Xbox Live to Xbox uh, uh, Group or whatever the fuck it was called, right? So um, Xbox Network. Yeah, there you go. Um, so it's sad, but in reality, um, life's sad, and I don't think E three is uh, relevant or necessary anymore. What's not devil's advocate? What is when you want to side with somebody? Uh, Angels you Grace. Side with somebody. 
You're going to no, take more shots. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go straight down the middle where I think you guys are both right and wrong. Like I agree with Austin for bigger platforms. Like they don't need E3 anymore. Like they got their own crap. You know, you got your showcases, you got your directs, your state of plays. Like they got what they need to, to show directly to the viewers, even on their own platforms for that matter. But the, the little guys, the little guys need somewhere to talk. And it's, you know, like, I mean, other than Nintendo, I mean, they can partner up with PlayStation and, and Xbox for sure. And, and Nintendo, like they do, like during like the Nintendo Indies and stuff like that to showcase their own stuff. But those are partnerships that they're willing to do. You know, those contracts need to be signed, things that need to happen for that to, you know, go through. And, you know, I mean, some people are willing to do it, but there's probably a bunch that are willing not to. And I, I I agree with Nolan on that sense that yeah the little guys need a voice and the little guys need a platform where they're able to showcase their stuff what they got going on. Um, anyone who's just freshly entering the market too, you know that that's the point of E three is innovation where people can show up with new new ideas and new tech to like go around and be like, hey, it's also it's also a great place to make connections, right? And that's what businesses are about. That's what life is about is going around meeting new people, showing you know what you got and what the other like what competitors have and and being able to to connect and 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 make those connections in order to progress your idea or you know progress innovation in any you know shape or form that it comes in whether it's a video game engine whatever it can be right so i i think you both are right and i also think you both are wrong so that's where (laughs) i'm gonna go down right now i I agree and disagree with both of you but bones what do you think yeah bones what do you think Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, well, they need to showcase their their new stuff somewhere, somehow. Not just marketing, not just like advertisements. They need to well, show yeah. people what they're doing. And he's right. Like, you, could have like a, you could have like an exclusive event where only journalists and like uh, the news organizations that follow video games can go to. Well, that used that used to be E three where it was only journalists, but the the common rabble, if you would, are able now to enter that vicinity and and. Partake. Us. Yeah. Us. Yeah. <laughs> until we're big, I just want it to be more relevant though. Because until, until we're big and huge and can go ourselves. Oh, that'd be nice. Go on, Nolan. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I just want it to be more relevant because you have the Nintendo Direct and the stay of play, but you have one in January, you have another one in March. Like there's no direct competition between either of them, really. Because it's just, this is what we're doing. And then next month, like, Sony's like, this is what we're doing. It's like, if you, if you force them to bring everything to the table at the same time, it's going to force them to just come up with something bigger and come up with more and just push them further, I think. Otherwise, if you get rid of something like E3 where they're all competing for the news at the same time, I just think it's going to lead to stagnation. Well, I was going to say, even with, even with Jonah's point, though, where you know he's he you know he said himself like press you know a place where press and everyone can go the one thing e3 has over like you know paxis to some extent and everything else sorry the beer's getting me um is that mainstream media picks up e3 like cnn you know uh uh the guardian like you know people report on that kind of stuff in mainstream media where it actually gets out to the general public more than it does like for people who like read kotaku or um industry.biz or ign right like it gets out into the mainstream media and uh, and that's able for those little guys again to get out there and and become the big three now that being said if the big three come out with something wicked 
that's obviously going to dominate, you know, the press, but it just gives a chance for everyone to kind of, yeah, to get out there, make connections and, 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 and showcase what they got going on to, to everybody who is paying attention for that matter. I just think if Nintendo Direct was something that they were going to put out during E3 and they were going to have to compete with the news that Sony and Microsoft are going to have, I just think we've seen more of an effort from Nintendo. Yes, but you got to remember, Nintendo really hasn't been competing with uh, Microsoft yeah. or uh, PlayStation for a long time. Um, they kind of have their own corner of the market. It's just been PlayStation and uh, Microsoft really duking off out for the console wars, and uh, Microsoft's kind of going for its own corner as well. So there's no real reason for them to duke it up, other than like you said, to keep uh, like friendly competition going. Yeah. So yeah, they. I mean, since GameCube, Nintendo's doing two shits what everyone else is doing. <laughs> It's really worked and, out quite well for them as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I didn't, I didn't put this in here, but Sony PlayStation Five is breaking some records. But I mean, up until let's say now, I mean, Switch is still doing really well. But let's say up until now, two years, the Switch has been the best-selling console every month for the last twenty-four months. Because I had to do the math in my head. They're they're doing really well. Like they have nothing to lose, and they have nothing to compete with. They are, we you know, tech. Sure. Okay, you got PlayStation and Sony for like graphics and hard hard Just drives. Power. Yeah. Right. But then you got Sony where it's like, yeah, fuck it. We're we're two things. We're a home console and we're on the go. Like you know, fuck yeah, you take guys. Us wherever the fuck you want to <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. Come compete with us. And I, I mean, mean, PlayStation did try, but they just couldn't break into the market. The Vita was really great, and that game was or that console was very underrated. I think I feel compared to like compared to what it was compared to what it got to what it received and so in that sense that like i think i never bought one and i regret not buying one i didn't and i wish i did i have a psp which were cool but the whole umd thing was garbage and i mean but it was fun like there were some games on there that i thoroughly enjoyed but and then the vita just built on that way better and it had some great games that you could play on there but yeah you're right like they just they couldn't break ground to what it, to what the DS was holding on to, right? Like it's the Japanese market that they had. I, I feel they had a hard time breaking through. I think the U.S. market accepted it for what it was, but I think the Japanese market just was like, "Nah, we're Nintendo's better." Well, it's just the same reason with Microsoft and like consoles and everything like that. Why uh, they they're trying to get to the the Japanese market, but they're like, someone's like, "Bitch, this is our home ground." All right, like. For two major corporations, you know, you got Nintendo yeah. and Sony both in there, and they're trying to break yeah. around in there. Yeah, it's no, not gonna happen. No, I agree, and uh, I think Xbox is. I think Xbox might actually have a chance this time. I do. I, I mean, we'll wait and see, but I do think they have a chance to break into that market. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later on. So yeah, so you know, E three. I think is both relevant and, you know, to some extent irrelevant. I know that's a dumb answer to give, but no, you're you both... on the fence. It's okay to be on well, the fence. Well, no, you, you both gave good points for both sides, and, and I agree and disagree with both of you for what it was, but I think, uh, I mean, I enjoy E3. I'm glad it's here. You know, I'll, I'll watch it, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I know I, I put it in the notes, but maybe we'll think about doing like a, a live stream of us I'll reacting to to uh e3 and i don't think we'll do the whole e3 because that's a long day but i think I what we'll say, do i is... usually do it though yeah I, I usually do it too oh well i'll take might... the day off work for, for that 
All right. Well, maybe, yeah, we'll, just pick, uh, maybe we'll pick a day that we really want to do, and we'll just do it all, or at least pick times. We could all go. We could do like board game night again. You know, I'll hang out. I'll hang out at one house. It's June. Well, I, I'm. It's June. Who knows? We might be able to hang out again. Yeah. Pac-Man '99. Pac-Man '99. This I didn't even watch it. Is the new available weird battle royale for Nintendo Switch after Mario 35 and Tetris 99, which you can still play, but um, so it's an all new flavor of Pac-Man. Test your chomps, chomping chomps in a 99 player Pac Royale. So Pac-Man 99 is an online Pac-Man battle royale. 40 years after the classic Pac-Man phenomenon rocked the gaming world, Pac-Man is back in a new 99 man battle royale. Get back in the maze and chase down the iconic ghosts who will be the last Pac-Man standing. Dun, 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 dun. Switch between eight different strategies and send Jammer Pac-Man, which I don't know what it is, to get into your opponent's way. Eat a power pellet to turn the ghosts blue and make them vulnerable. Eat them to send Jammer Pac-Man to your opponents. The, most, the more ghosts you eat, the more Jammers you'll send. Anyone play it? Anyone give it nope. a go? No, I didn't either. It looked cool, though. I, I kind of want to try it. I'm you are the game. Battle Royale guy. Well, I play Apex. It's the only Battle Royale I go for. I, I don't play any Battle Royale, so you're the Battle, battle Royale guy. I've got Apex on my Switch. Oh, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Get it on PC. I'll, I'll play with you on PC. I will not play with you on Switch. Yeah, no, I didn't even watch it. The moment I seen it, I was like, I didn't even watch the trailer you sent me. I was like, fuck this. I have nothing to say about this. I like Tetris 99. It was fun. Uh, Mario 35 was a lot of fun. I, I did play that a lot. Pac-Man and I, like, I've played Pac-Man. Who hasn't? Um, I don't, I just don't know if I'd be good at it, though. Like, I, I mean, I would, I should go and just become pro, pro Pac-Man player. Waka Waka, everybody out. Waka Waka, what are you, Fuzzy the Bear? Waka Waka, who wants to hear a funny-ass joke? What the fuck? I have no idea. I don't either. From the Muppets! Oh, okay, fair enough. I guess they say the same thing. Kind of. Do they say the same thing, though? Yeah, he says waka waka. This is off topic. Let's move back on to Pac-Man 99. <laughs> well, I tried to derail this us because even, I don't want to talk about even, it. <laughs> this isn't even video game related enough off topic. I don't, I don't even want to like entertain the idea. I can't um, wait for a Muppet game. There are Muppet games, aren't there? Are there? Yeah, and then uh, we're going to talk yeah. about it so I can be fo- I can talk, we can talk about Fozzie the Bear because it's technically video game related. When there's new Pac-Man or new uh, Muppet game, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I, I, I guess I, I'm a little curious why I decided to go with Pac-Man. Like, I guess, I guess Bandai Namco was just like, Hey, we got this cool idea. You guys want to do a Pac-Man in a nine game, which was a weird choice. If there's one thing I would love to do is Galaga. I think it would be sweet. Like Galaga 99. That would be fun. Space I'd be, invaders? yeah, Space Invaders. I'd be, there was so many options I could have went with other than Pac-Man 99. I mean, it's a really iconic game. Don't get me wrong. It, you know, like if if anyone watches a high score on Netflix, you know, Pac-Man was was a big hit. Like it it was appealing to to everybody. But that being said, like you know, it's not in the 1980s. So like you know, we could have went with something a little nicer this time. Which yeah, I think I mean Galaga would be fun. The Space Invaders would have been fun. Like I just I'm just curious why Pac-Man. I guess in the end, like who was like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. It's not a competitive game. Well, neither was Mario 35, really. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, Mario wasn't really. Com- like, yeah, it's yeah, based on how like far you get. Yeah, Mario and stuff like that. So, I mean, that yeah, could be quite interesting. But they went with like last Mario standing. It wasn't like Mario with the highest score or Mario oh. who finished finished the map the longest, right, or the quickest. 
it was like who was the last Mario standing was was the idea of of Mario thirty five, and that actually was a lot of fun. I haven't played Pac Man, so I don't really want to diss it more than I need to. I, I mean, like, I'll try it and see what I think. I was just curious I'm if not. anyone else gave it a whirl or, well, you don't have a Switch anyway, so why does it matter? Sure, yeah, you cry, 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 do it. Do it on podcasts. I, I want to, to hear it. your tears. It's right here. Oh, yeah, you download it? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't see that comment. That was, that was hilarious. Fuck. Um, like we play Monster Hunter right now, for Christ's sakes. Bones, you play Pac-Man? Fuck no. See? See somebody with a head on his soldiers. Come on. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Nope. I'm gonna let you restate that sentence. <laughs> Why did I? I said soldiers, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? I'm gonna leave it out here. I'm an idiot. It's all, I'm okay. With it's it. all. It's all fun in games. Um, literally. But yeah. So really, just like you've never played Pac-Man in your life. Like you've never played Pac-Man. I don't currently. I have. But you, you have. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. There, yeah, there was see. a bowling alley where I, in the small town I grew up, and they had an old school like tabletop, the glass tabletop Pac-Man. Machine. Really? That's actually fucking sick. That's actually old too. Like that is yeah. that is that is had, like, hardcore the retro. Under the glass. Oh, I'm jealous. Actually, you know what would be a much better thing instead of Pac-Man '99? Tron. Ninety-nine people playing Tron would be a fiasco <laughs> in so many ways. It would be so cool. You would be dead. Like you just have. Oh, I die immediately. Everyone, I'm horrible, but I think it would be really cool. Comes. All you got to do is get to the center first and do a square, and you're done. Get out. <laughs> yeah. You're done. That's all you had to do. Like that's it. Game yeah. over. Game so over, it was. It, it was. Over. It was literally a, a race to the finish. Not that everyone travels at the same speed, but See, and look, you even got their catchphrase for them. I hate you. But anyways, <laughs> Pac-Man 99, everybody. If you want to give it a whirl, go for it. It's on Nintendo Switch. I won't hate you if you try. I might. So we had the Nintendo Nindies happen. Anyone watch that? I did. Pardon? Sorry. And then I, I keep calling it Nintendo, in, like the Nintendies or whatever it's called, but it's just the indie world. I don't know why I keep oh. calling it that. They used to call it that before, didn't they? I thought I have no idea. I thought you called it the Nintendo Nudies. I was like, "What the fuck?" Nah, tomato to nudies. <laughs> Run that by <laughs> me again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got uh, a new indie showcase from Nintendo with some, well, to me, one big hitter. But there, there was a few. There's a few outliers in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, know, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. But well, then everyone watched it, obviously. Uh, so since everyone watched it, what's what's everyone's? Uh, what, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not going through them all because there was a lot, and I don't want to go through them all. Um, so we, you know, we picked out our our favorites or what stood out to us. And so let's start with Nolan. Uh, what was what was stood out for you, and what, what are you excited for? I'm I just thought the quality of a lot of the games looked pretty good. I kind of excited about Ollie Ollie World because it looks like Skate or Die, just a little more modern, but. The gameplay, the fluidity of it, it all looks like an exciting, fun game to play. And I really love Scare Die when it was out on the Nintendo, the original NES. <laughs> Loved it. And yeah, I just, I'm a sucker for any game that makes me think of the old games I used to play when I was a kid. And that's what a lot of the stuff on the indie world looked like to me. Because a lot of the animation, a lot of the graphics, it was all. A lot of it just pulls on my heartstrings. Charm. The word you're looking for is charm. Charm. It's all about charm. charm. That or nostalgia. Yeah. 
Well, there's, there's not what kind of. I mean, I think to all of us though, with nostalgia, it is charm. It is. It, so like, I call it pandering because I'm an angry gamer. <laughs> well, it panders to the old emotions and feelings I had when I was a kid when I first started playing video games. And the great thing about the indie world, though, is so many of these games are so different from each other, and it, a lot of it's nothing like you see from the big major studios. Mm-hmm. And I know you really like that Road 96. You yeah. want to talk about that, but a lot of the stuff, a lot of the games are just, I thought, kind of beautiful to watch in the trailer. Oh, the art, every single artwork, even like if it's not a gameplay style that I would personally enjoy, the, everybody put in their time, like all the developers, and I think every single game they showed is beautiful in its own way. Absolutely. Well, and, oh, no, continue. No, like, you're right. Like, And that's what I love about all these games that come from these little studios that come out on the on Switch, on Nintendo. Because they don't look like, to me, they don't look like games that would have come out on Sony or Microsoft. And I just, this is why I'm more of a Switch guy than, I'm more Nintendo than I am PlayStation and Xbox. And it's because of a lot of the games like these, like Skull, the Hero Slayer. I love the fact that instead of focusing on the hero of a story, you're focusing on one little undead skeleton. Leveling from, up to be the yeah, big bad. And like, I just thought it's a really cool take on that. One of the, I thought, most beautiful-looking games was the Getsufuma Den, the Undying Moon. The animation, just everything about that just looked beautiful. Yeah, by and, far, it's probably going to be the most beautiful roguelike. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I'm if I don't forget about it, <laughs> I'm going to try and get that. Because I want to play that. It looks like a game I'm going to really enjoy playing. Well, I was going to say... Like, I was just gonna say, even though you're you're heavily into Switch, PlayStation and Xbox get a lot of these similar games too, right? Like, I mean, it, you got Steam, man. Like, a lot of these games are already out. They're just coming. Well, I'm gonna have to get Steam now that I got Xbox Game Pass. You don't have yeah. Steam? No, I don't. <sighs> I should just give you my. You I, I should just give you my Steam password. You, you should. should. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, and, gee, and, that and, way he doesn't have to buy all those games. I just don't know if we can play games at the same time, though, if he gets it. Possible. All right, we can text. You're always I can playing let games. you know. I'm playing this, so hands off. Well, it's 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 no, I mean, like, we can't, I just don't think if you're running Steam, I can't run Steam, and I, I my worry is that, like, we can't play games together as much, but I, I don't know. I'll look into it. Um, But yeah, so they are beautiful games, and there's a lot of diversity among them of what it is. A lot um, of diversity. Well, with like with all... at, like what the like the influence from different areas or different countries are like. Like the Mexican studio, they do that. They made that Azteca game. Yeah, and that's cool. it. Looks it's not a game that I not the style I like to play, but it looks like a really intriguing game just because it's so different because it's got all the Aztec architecture and influence, which you know because it's made in mexico yeah it's a uh what is it called it's like called like maya futurism or something like that it's kind of like afro futurism like black panther it's really interesting mm-hmm. it's uh like high tech uh like future mixed in with old mayan architecture well austin on that note like what what stood out for you then other than aztec um, for me, uh, like uh, nolan had said before uh uh road set at uh, ninety six 
looks fucking really interesting. And it's not one of the video games that, like, normally would catch my eye. Like, I like Telltale and stuff like that and, like, create your own adventure. But I found there's the pure amount of stories that it advertises that it has. 148,268 stories. It's a lot of fucking stories. A lot of experience that you can have there. Right? So it's like they're advertising as this like this road uh this road trip epic and you can there's like even if there is so say okay, so say ninety eight percent of the road trips are boring as hell. Right? Ninety eight percent of them. But there's two percent that are super, super awesome. I want to experience those two percent. Right? And even if it like even if it ends up being kind of a flop, looks interesting, looks like a beautiful game. Uh and it's uh, gonna scratch that telltale itch that I don't no longer have because Telltale is gone. Well, didn't someone buy them? I mean, I've been. I've if they do, they better put out uh, a Wolf Among Us too because that was. I, I was pretty pissed when I never got it. I thought someone buy them, but I I don't know. I we'll look into it later. And um, then there was uh, Chris Tales as well, which is a JRPG, uh, and it's in this really cute like hand drawn style, and. It's like right up my alley. Like after playing like Persona Five, I've been getting like knee deep into like every single like JRPG I can afford, and this game looks like something that I can afford, and I'm going to give it a go. It's the art style, the way the camera works, and everything like that. How it almost seems like it plays with time as like a mechanic in like the battle and everything like that. It just like see soothes interest to me and you know it it just seems like a uh, total uh a total interesting new way of playing a game that i've uh, experienced but i never got to play yeah those are all good those are all really good choices yeah so um so yeah so uh christ tales is from dreams incorporated and psych drawing inspiration from classic and modern jrpgs christ tales incorporation time traveling Christ Tales incorporates time traveling into its storyline and combat with a variety of su- surprise effects, like making enemies younger and thus easier to defeat. While exploring this handcrafted dark fairy tale world, you'll recruit a diverse cast of allies and, and discover new realms. And, so, and that lands on Nintendo Switch on July 20th, so it's not too far away. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's a few games. Uh, one for me, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it's Ollie Ollie World. Uh, I, I, I got a soft spot for skateboarders, I guess. I'm, I'm really un, unsure why, but anything to do with a skateboard, I, I don't skateboard in real life. I don't. And I mean, I've kind of wanted to, I guess, but I've never took it up, but that's definitely a game that has caught my eye and I'll probably give it a whirl. I, I really hope some of these games have some sort of demo, but yeah, that's, that's one that really caught my eyes. So just to go over it, um, Ollie Ollie World is the the bold new entry into Ollie Ollie series is here, and Ollie Ollie World tear up streets of Radland and goddamn Radland, and search for mystical skate gods in this slick action platformer with super tight control and level design that flows with your combos, and you'll have a blast mastering tricks, meeting colorful characters, and discovering the hidden secrets of the vivid and vibrant world Ollie Ollie World, which comes out later this winter. But, and this is a big but. The game that I am most excited for out of the entire list is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Redder's Revenge from Tribute Games. So I loved the NES beat-em-up of TMNT and Nolan, I'm sure, out of everyone Absolutely. here. Bones, oh, you ever played, Bones, did you play TMNT? Because you didn't get it. I think N64 was your first, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember playing any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Mm. I, you know what? We might live in the same town, so we'll play it together. But um, yeah, no. So TMT's Treasure Revenge. Like I was a huge fan of of the NES version. I actually never played the sequel of this game, which was on Super Nintendo, and that was TMT's. Uh, what was it called again? It was something in time, right? Uh, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time, because I, for some reason, don't have that in front of me. But um, I, yeah. So like, this game has the mo- has like t- basically takes the Super Nintendo graphics, modernizes them to what we have today, and in, in you know what is sixteen bit, and I say that extremely loosely. But uh, it's with a blend of retro and modern visuals, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge finds the four favorite turtles kicking some serious shell in classic arcade-style beat-em-up action. Up to four players can play locally or online in this bodacious game developed by Tribute Games and published by Dotemu. uh, It's Dotemu, isn't it? I said that name wrong. Actually, it's Dotemu because it's French. So come at me. Uh, they also published Streets of Rage 4 and Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap. Oh, Streets of Rage 4, that's a good game. That is a good game. Nolan, you can get that on Xbox Game Pass. Um, My question is, like, I know they didn't really get into it right now, but will we be able to, like, unlock, like, playing as Splinter or, uh, or fucking April or, uh, like, maybe even, uh... Casey Jones. Casey Jones. So I that wasn't, so. I mean, yeah, we never saw that in the trailer. So I, I, I can't say, I mean, maybe I don't see why cool. not, you know, who knows? Like it could be something like smash bros where they're like a trophy setting and they just kind of come into the fight. I mean, you might not, they might not be playable characters, but you'll probably see them in the Didn't game. You say shredders revenge. Yeah. Maybe you can play a shredder and kill the fucking Ninja turtles. Oh. <laughs> heard it here. Heard it here first folks. Oh. Bones yeah, is anti turtles. Man, all, called for. All I can think of, I'm not kidding you. All I can think of is that stupid YouTube or what was it? I think it was a Vine or whatever, where it's like girls trying to save the turtles, and she's like, "Save the turtles!" And it's like a tortoise which don't swim, and she threw it into a well. <laughs> yes, I oh saw that. <laughs> Nolan, that's you, or Bones, that's you. Sorry, Nolan. I don't know why I threw you in there. I want some shredded turtle burgers. Mm. Apparently they're not bad. Radioactive. It is by a French. It is also published by a French company. So you know, turtle legs or uh, frog leg, frog legs, not turtle legs. What am I talking about, guys? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You were kind of out of it today. I'm out of it every week. That's 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 my gimmick. Well, hey, I don't know. I'm not talking about. The they might look like a frog. Really. <laughs> I think it would be the most grotesque looking thing you could have looked <laughs> at. <laughs> Evolution at its worst. Let's say that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, kill some Ninja Turtles. Moving on. <laughs> Before we move on, Bones, is there anything that uh, you watched the trailer with us? Is there anything that looked interesting to you? I know there's a lot of games that looked really shitty. <laughs> Um, I don't know the that skateboarder one, the Ollie Ollie. Basically, mm. if you like Sonic the Hedgehog and skateboarding, that's it. That's that's what it is. That's a that's a very limited audience for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I actually uh, mm. I downloaded uh, who I was talking to a friend of mine who got the Sega collection on their Switch. It's like oh you know what you can get that for free on on Steam. Yeah, you just get Sonic Hedgehog two, and that game is like I've played it before. 
and I forgot how frustrating that game can be. <laughs> like you, like the jumping mechanic is garbage on Sega, and it didn't port oh, yeah. well. They were like, you know what? Let's keep this to what it was. Oh, you want to jump? Mm, you can't jump that high. Are so, are you talking about Sonic two thousand four? No, like Sonic uh, the Hed- Hedgehog two on Sega Genesis. So it's been like early. This one in like ninety three, two. Don't know. Early nineties. At least that game was playable. Oh, it was playable. I'm just saying that. Like that's the thing. I mean, I'm not gonna hate on Sega. I Sega has great games, but the the issue between Sega and Nintendo was that like Sega had great art. Every game looked beautiful. Yeah. But the gameplay for jumping, like that, like it's almost like if you think of Donkey Kong on, on Super Nintendo. And how, like, or even Crash Bandicoot, for that matter, in modern day, how, like, the hitbox and, like, the jumping is just, it doesn't work really well. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's more modern. It, it that's kind of what Sonic was back in the day, where, like, you would, you would jump, but you just couldn't, you couldn't quite make it, or, like, it just was a challenging platformer. I think that's the best I can say. Mega Man in every single game ever made. But, um, <laughs> you just need to play it more, Andrew. I actually have been playing it a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's super frustrating, but I, I play it a lot. You're, you've been playing it a lot, but you're bad at it. I'm, oh. you know, you know what? Those I might... fighting words. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? I'm going to Twitch stream me playing Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's literally going to be like, Andrew's bad at Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog too. That's what the stream title is going to be. And everyone can just watch me get pissed off and swear the entire time. This game's fucking bullshit. All right. So moving on. So. This next topic that we're going to talk about is Xbox related because I got a little bit of everything in here. This is hella speculation in the sense that like none of this has been like none of this is true or I shouldn't say none of this is true, but none of it has been has come into fluition. Like there's nothing to collaborate anything. No. So um, anyways, there there is talks and rumors going around that uh, uh, Hido Kojima is is in talks with Xbox to make a game specifically for Xbox. Oh, yeah. So that on its own is interesting. Now, the second part of this is also really interesting. And actually, Bones has a lot of thankful like thanks to this because he sent me a article a couple days ago um, that I think I posted a discord for all of you to read. But I don't know. I wasn't able to read it. That's OK. Anyways, so can... Game Bolt one, right? what? Yeah, Game Bolt. Yeah. Game Bolt. Yeah. So you sent me an article where it was talking about how Konami is looking to license uh, Silent Hill and Metal Gear, so- Metal-, Metal Gear Solid to third-party publishers. And what's really... Meto? Meto, I know, right? It's the mic. It's new. All right? Give me a break. <laughs> Anyways, so there's talks going around that these things are up for grab for third-party publishers. And so what would be wicked is that if Xbox came in and was like, hey, yeah, sure, we'll publish Metal Gear Solid... Here's a here here's the thing though is that like that's going around and everyone's like oh it's gonna be Xbox exclusive well I guess like the whole in the story is that if Konami's like yeah you can take the license they're not gonna be like no it's first party no they're gonna be like you gotta publish it for everybody so there's uh, that maybe I just don't see Konami being like oh what you're I mean no offense to Xbox players Xbox is doing really well this year or you know this time around with their generation but PS5 is just more popular PS4 is more popular. It's just, I feel like if Konami was like, yeah, take it, publish it for just your system, unless it was time exclusive, which would exclusive, which would make sense. But they they wouldn't, they wouldn't be like, it's Xbox exclusive. That just wouldn't happen. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, there's a hole in that story. 
Then there was a rumor going around that Xbox was also looking to buy Square Enix, which Square Enix came out yesterday saying, no, no part of Square Enix or any, any, any part of our business is up for sale. So that put that to rest. So if uh, Hideo Kojima is looking to make a game for Xbox, it is not Silent Hill related because that rumor where he was helping a, a project or a publisher Blue Box making Abandoned that was a huge rumor being like, oh, this is a new Silent Hill game. That was debunked by Blue Box. Uh, and then Square Enix was debunked by themselves, but Xbox looking to pay for them or buy them. Uh, so I, I would doubt that like Silent Hill or even Metal Gear for that matter is going to be published by Xbox because there's no way Xbox would be like, yeah, we'll do it. And third party. Uh, that being said, hold up. That being said, too much money that way. That being said, though, one more fact is that Xbox is looking to buy Sega, which has not like Sega hasn't came out to be like, we're not getting purchased. So like there's there's a lot of speculation with Xbox. What's going on? Because, you know, we before the before the show was taping, I think that we talked about how Xbox was looking to break into the Japanese market. I think that was in the show because it was when we were talking about uh, E3 and everything like that, right? Yeah, maybe. But that being said, I mean, regardless, this is a way for them to break into the market. That is true, um, but if they buy Sony, I think it's a little too uh, little too little, Sega, little too. Sony. Or uh, yeah, if they buy Sega, it's a little too late, right? Sega hasn't really. Sega only makes games now. They don't really in the. Well, yeah, but that's the point, right? Is that they're a Japanese publisher, though? Um, like that, and that that's the way to get into the market, and to yes, some to some true. extent, right? And and even Sony disbanded one of their main japanese publishers so now all these people are looking for work so here are all these high-end here's all these high-end jrpg uh, developers scratting around japan looking for work you know um yeah i can't speak this microphone really picks up my mistakes so um (laughs) with uh and and so with konami and that stuff right there um i knew it wouldn't get wasn't going to be real because you got you were originally saying that uh, Kojima was going to be doing something with Xbox, right? Um, it wouldn't ever be Resident Evil or uh, Silent Hill because uh, Konami and Kojima had a really rough breakup, right? First off, Resident, Resident Evil is Capcom. I think you mean Silent Hill, right? Yeah, Silent Hill Resident Evil. Uh, Resident oh, Evil is I, Capcom. I, yeah, no, I so I, I meant to say Silent Hill and yeah, yeah, uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear, right? Because Konami and uh, uh, Kojima had a really big, like, bad breakup. So it would never happen if they if, Ko- if Konami would never lend it to anybody that had uh, Kojima in the works. We don't really know what happened, though. I mean, like, it was not publicized. Yeah, uh, some of it is, but none of it's been proven. Well, that's good. And and that being said, is I mean, Xbox, but I mean, okay, again, I think this is a big not going to happen. This is like speculation. This is is how I put it, like maple candy in the stars. But there's no way I feel like I made it up. All right. That's the whole point. I said pie in the sky earlier. I went with a different treat. I'm going with our nationality over here. (laughs) But I don't think, I mean, like if they were to pick up, if they were to pick up, Metal Gear and Kojima and put it together. I don't think Konami would say. I don't think Konami would say no if it was a third, like if it was going to be like second party, I guess, or however you want to say it, where it was like 
they produce it, but it's published for everybody. That's the only way I think it would work. The only yeah, you're right. That would work, but I just don't think that. I think the they're both so petty petty enough that they wouldn't let uh, uh, Kojima work on it again. I don't know. Right? Like I after, think... like Kojima, like uh, Metal Gear was Kojima's baby, yeah, right? I know. And, and then and they, and then the moment to. he left, the moment they left, he left. They like drug its name through the dirt with like Survive and all these different games that they put out. Yeah, is that game? Well, I mean, Pain is really good. Or the one after that I heard was pretty good. I stopped playing after two. Oh, I, I'm, I'm like this is after Metal Gear Five. Um, yeah, right. But it's just like they, I just don't see it happening with Kojima and uh, Konami having such a rough breakup. Again, speculation. We don't really know. But what I want to see is I want to see Kojima do a mashup of Metal Gear and something more horror related because yeah, he's well, always he's always wanted to do a horror game what was he that said in multiple interviews that what was that game what was that game that came up for ps4 austin PT. that pt yeah because pt yeah. was actually going to be a silent hill thing and then believe it or not nolan silent he was going to be doing a remake of silent hill and that was going to star um what's his name from the walking dead right um, and then when it, when when him and Konami had the breakup, they uh, they they like canceled it completely. So that's why uh, Death Stranding happened because he still wanted to work with that actor, right? Death Str- and say what you want about Death Stranding, it's not the most interesting gameplay, but they it takes that gameplay to the absolute peak level of that gameplay or that game style. So I've not played that. It's 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 a pretty game, not my style of game. Uh, Bones, did you ever play Death Stranding? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's essentially a, a, a like package uh, simulator, right? Um, but the really cool aspects of it um, were planning out your journey, right? If you didn't come, uh, if you didn't pack the right stuff for your journey, you were going to have a long walk around. So say you're going through mountains and stuff like that. You need ladders and like you uh, put down a ladder, it's stuck there. So you just leave it. And then other people in their world, that ladder will be there. So it will make their journey easier. Don't you have to carry some like infant in a bag of jelly? Yeah, it's it's so the infant kind of thing. It's weird just because I think uh, Kojima is a really good uh, like game builder, but he's a weird guy himself. Um, the baby uh, is uh, like stillborn, so it's in between life and death, and that's what makes it be able to uh, sense the ghosts with its little like sensey thing it has, um, right? And that's how you get away from the ghosts in that game. It's weird. It's weird, but uh, that's <laughs> that like all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, it's so it's always marinating in the jelly. So later in the game, when you need to eat, you can eat the infant. Is that right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Uh, but <laughs> not my kind of game, then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not everybody's style of game, but it's it's actually a really good game, um, for what it set it out to do. But yeah, that whole series set out from uh, Kojima not being able to do Silent Hill. I remember uh, the trailers. The trailers looked amazing. Yeah, they look great. And PT was that. fucking amazing as well. Like I think there's PS4s that are still like selling on eBay for like like thousands and thousands of dollars just because they had PT on it. Yeah, no. So again, it's all speculation, like what it could mean and, and what's going to happen and stuff like that regarding Kojima and Xbox. But I do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. And 
I mean, it's rumors. I mean, they don't, unless there's hard evidence, they don't ever really turn out to be true for that matter. But well, I, and like, I'm not saying like Kojima wouldn't do a game with Xbox. I'm oh, just saying no. Konami wouldn't do a game with Xbox if it was linked to Kojima. 100%. Yeah, no, that I mean, the, the the most likely story out of this would be that Kojima is doing doing a game with Xbox than anything else that's came out of the out of these rumors in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But uh moving on, I'm the only one that's going to experience this next story, but uh PlayStation 5 had its uh one big update, which is actually pretty awesome to some extent. I'm okay with it. I'm not great for it, but it's awesome, I guess. You, what's up, Austin? Um, you can share play PS4 now. I can, yeah. I was trying yeah, to do that, I see that. that with you earlier, and I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's so, really yeah. cool. So, um, so you can store. So the big thing is that you can store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives, which I have. Like I have one that I store. I uh, store my PS4 games on. The only thing is, though, is you can't play your PS5 games off the external hard drive. So Sony is still waiting to release information regarding M2 drives, which will you will eventually be able to install into your PS5s, and therefore you can install your games onto that as uh, extra storage. Uh, as Austin said, cross-generation cross generation share play between PS4 and PS5, where you can share play your PS4 or PS5 games to PS4 players and vice versa. Um, I know... You can sometimes play like games from a you know you can you can play multiplayer games via share play. Can't do that between PS4 and PS5 because you you need a dual dual sense to play PS5 um, games. But apparently, like like I'm wondering how that works because I was reading somewhere that some places like some games you can actually try for uh, on your PlayStation 4 through share play playing on somebody else's screen. Yeah, I I can see that being PS4 to PS4 games though. Oh no, no, like I mean, like I read somewhere. Uh, I don't remember the exact website, but you you can play some PlayStation Five games. Damn, if you can, man, we'll we'll we'll, we'll try it out and see what Hell you yeah. can and cannot play. I bet you, I bet you can play Mar- Miles Morales though. Oh, because that that's that's on both games, so that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. Um, you can now request to join game sessions, which. I didn't know you couldn't do, actually, which uh, ideally, like what do you it, mean? Well, well, it means so a selection of your friends, selection of your friends, joinable game sessions will now appear on both PS5 and PS4 consoles online for more gameplay opportunities together. So I guess what that just means is, again, we're, we're back into the cross generational like play where your PS4 and PS5 players can request to join their sessions uh, cross generation. Well, that makes sense. I, I think that should have been in there beforehand. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, improved game base. The game base menu has been improved for quicker access to important content and features. Now, that being said, the one thing that I do not like about the PS5, and this is a very small non-like, is that on the PS4, you could hold down the home button and you will end up on the quick menu to like enter rest mode or whatever it is. You can't do that. On a, you can't do that. It's not a thing on the PS5. You have to like, you just hit it once and then you get like everything together. But man, every time... I try to like get a quick out, like try to like put my PS5 into rest mode. I fucking hold that button down for like five seconds every time. It is it's muscle memory for me after playing <laughs> PS4 for like eight years. But no, that makes sense. Yeah, it's tough to get over, but yeah, that's something you can do. Um, disable game chat or adjust player's volume so you can now quickly disable in-game chat, which which turns off your mic and audio and voice audio for other players. So. 
this is a weird one because most online games already allow you to do this but i guess maybe this is like an overall master setting like uh how you can have your audio master set it master set it over in like many games via ps5 menu so because i mean like when i play apex legends and you can already like meet yourself against you and other play players and and then i can hop into like you know the chat that i do with bones where we play ps5 together on for apex but the next one is funny because i think me and jonah were always wondering about uh about ps4 updates when it comes to games and rest mode so game updates pre-downloaded is the next one which is once it's enabled by developers titles updated for games will be pre-downloaded to your console if the automatic update setting is enabled on your console and or uh on sorry is enabled and your console is on or in rest mode i'm a little shocked that's not already in the system also i'm I'm really shocked that's that's what it, it says be. in the in the F and menu, and then you it, right like you, always, never... you you always have issues when it comes to Apex updates. Like it never updates. Like it's a constant psychosis like, because it's like you turn on your PS4, it's like oh it needs an update. It's like but I but but I but I enabled it, and then you go back to check your menu, you see that it is enabled, then you go back to the download, and you think why. Why? And then a month later, or a week later, or a day later, I don't know, the same fucking thing happens. Slowly I know, man. Grabbing. We we try to play all the time, and every time we have to play, I'm like... Oh, well, well maybe I, I'll just do the same thing again, and maybe just, it'll work. I just message you now, being like, there's an update. <laughs> so what I do now, I'll just message you, like, hey, man, Apex has an update. Because, like, I get... So they updated the app, uh, the PS uh, PlayStation app on on your phone, so now I get notifications for this crap, just like I get notifications when Bones is online, and which was why I knew you were online at three o'clock in the morning, by the way. But that being said, is that I can get updates now, hey, so I can actually. Enthusiasm is a very alluring <laughs> show. It like pulls you right in. Really good. It's pretty, it's a, um, pretty, pretty. It is good. a it is a good show. But that being said, is that like yeah, I. I will now text you when there's an update because I, I will know beforehand and I'll be like, there's an update, just turn on your PlayStation, just do it so we can just get into it and go. Um, we should make like a, a social media account about the update. Yeah, we should just post <laughs> it to everybody. We'll, we'll just share it. We'll just share it on Instagram. Follow us at One Podcast for Nerds for our Apex updates. Um, so <laughs> one thing, I have a question, Andrew. Uh, the biggest, my biggest gripe with PlayStation 4 is downloading an update and then ha- having it download in like four seconds because I have good internet and then have the update copy for like two hours. That's what happens on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, it happens right? with everybody. Yeah, I know. But does it? Ha- they, they were advertising that, that wouldn't be a thing on PlayStation 5. It's not. So it's still a thing. No, 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 no. It's not a thing. So if I was to compare between me and, and, and Bones updating Apex, I'm done quicker. Yeah, okay, good. Because like, fuck that, man. That's bullshit. I'm done a lot of things quicker than Bones, though. So I don't know if you should be proud of that. Or not. I don't know what it means either. So we'll just move on. But um, <laughs> so you can now screen zoom. So you can now adjust the magnification of a screen to suit your preference. I didn't even know you could do that on a PS4. Can you? You apparently can. Didn't know that. How do you do that? I'll have to look it up. Uh, I think you like zoom on the um touchpad. Your resolution is going to get shitty and pixely. Yeah, oh, but oh, it's dude. it's. It's for um, players with uh, certain disabilities. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an accessibility add-on. Uh, new trophy settings and stat screens. I mean, 
But uh, so that level of trophies that result in automatic capture of a screenshot. Oh, actually, no, this is really cool. So the level of trophies that result in automatic capture of a screenshot or video clip can now be customized. So you know when you get a trophy on PS4 and it's like the most obscured looking screenshot you've ever gotten where it's like, yeah. I mean, I got one for, I got one on uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and it's me zoomed in with a headshot and the whole entire screen is just blurred out. You can now customize that so it doesn't actually have to look like that. So you can pick like the moment before or like, you know, a couple moments after or whatever. So you can actually customize how that looks. And I actually kind of think that should have been a feature implemented on the PS4. Um, as well as I mentioned earlier, new PS5 app features. So basically what this app does. So basically your PS PS app on your phone has been updated to what ideally the Xbox app can do. Uh, so we're so what they say is we're also introducing a myriad of new features of PlayStation app to make it easier than ever to connect with your console experience remotely. Recently, we introduced the ability to save products in a wish list, get notifications when your friends are online, bones, and change your console online status. In the coming weeks, we'll be rolling out even more, including the ability to join a multiplayer session on PS5 from the app, manage your PS5 console storage, compare the trophy collections with your friends, and a sort of and filters produced shown in the PlayStation Store. So that's nifty. That's um, actually pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of like that they're finally keeping up with Xbox regarding this kind of thing. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm more into it than I was before to use it. But yeah, I know. I think it is pretty cool too. And then lastly, we have some shitty PS5 news or PlayStation Sony news. So there was a uh, an article that was that's been coming out about PlayStation obsession with blockbusters. So uh, this is from uh, Bloomberg, and the title is Sony's obsession with blockbusters and stirring unrest with the PlayStation empire. And what I'm going to do, actually, is I'm actually going to throw a sauce in, because I feel like he's very strongly opinionated to this. And I kind of want... I'm going to let... sauce you're throwing in the sauce? I've... What? It's like you're throwing in the sauce. Sure, I'll throw him into the sauce. I don't know what that... I mean, I'm Italian. Sure, I'm sure that's a saying somewhere in my country, but... I heard sauce instead of Austin. It's not the cost of sauce. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep me away from the sauce. Uh, so, it kind of sucks... Because, like, like when we were talking about this earlier, um, I think we covered it quite well. Not, like, in, like, the podcast, but we've, we've talked about it quite well. So, um, it sucks because, uh, like, this one little company, or not little, like, company, this little team was starting out to work on their own studio, uh, part of Sony, right? And so, this is Sony... The, hold up, this is the, uh, the TMIX team, right? Yeah, TMIX. Yeah. Um, so essentially, uh, Sony has been using them to uh, help studios that are behind. So, for example, um, Naughty Dog got behind on Last of Us 2. And so they were sent in to help out. But they want to uh, flex their creative muscles, so to say, and try something new. Uh, and Sony's like, well, yeah, you can go ahead. Like, uh, you just all you have to do is make a remaster of one of our games, right? And I think they they settled on Last of Us, the yeah. 2013, because that way it's not so far away that they have to like redo a bunch of shit. Well, it's uh, also it's not it's well just just a point in here real quick. It's not just the fact that like it it's more like because it's it's an easy seller, right? So if they were to do a remake of Last of Us two, as opposed to the team being Oh, innovative. Last of Us 1. Oh, sorry, yeah, Last of Us 1. Rather than the team being innovative, you know, in a way that it is, 
this is where that title comes in where like Sony's obsessed with blockbuster hits because yeah, I mean like, you know, Last of Us PS3, it had a PS4 remake. It's an easy PS5 blockbuster sell. Now. Yeah. Um, but that's not true yet. Or that's, so. That's not that's not approved. That's that's yeah, that's yeah. not true yet. So we don't know. But uh so they like they were tasked to do this essentially. But then um Last of Us 2 got behind right so they went in to help them out but in doing so they got behind in their own game and well it's one thing led to another uh so someone's like oh well you helped out naughty dog now naughty dog's gonna help, go and help out you right so all these different naughty dog employees came over to help out uh tix well a lot of the people at tix just, like were sitting there going like well our decisions are getting clouded over by naughty dog uh, staff and people like because there's a lot of people on the the Naughty Dog team that went over to help OTIX was on the original Last of Us team and just having that on under on their belt like meant their decisions were uh, focused on more than some of the other uh, artists and everything like that um, and in doing so these people have slowly slowly like got sucked up into Naughty Dog as a whole, like as a joke, they're now called TX is now called Naughty Dog South, um, and like ninety percent of this original like small like two hundred team is gone. Like the original creator, I don't remember his name, Andrew. Uh, can you look it up for me, please? And um, the like the two original bosses left. Like ninety eight percent of the different. I think it was Michael Mumbar. Yeah, Morboro or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he left the team and he created the team, right? So these this it's just a sad story, man, you know. Well, a lot of People them left the at the end. Yeah. A lot of them left at the end. Like I don't think that team truly exists anymore other than maybe nope. a handful of people, but yeah, so it just kind of goes to show that you know, people being moved around like that. But you don't last but that even being said is that a lot of them requested to be put on different teams i want a lot of them wanted to move like move somewhere else and and they what they were truly truthfully worried about was losing themselves into the naughty dog development where they ended up in the mindset of what naughty dog wanted to do they couldn't be creative on their own they weren't they weren't able to do their own thing or or whatever it'd be right and so and they're very talented developers that were working here like they they well, helped they were, on all, they helped on a lot of major games. Yeah, exactly. They were they were the team that got called in to save everybody's asses at the at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And they they finally got their golden ticket. Their golden ticket was Last of Us remake, so that way they can go make their own stuff. And that kind of got that option kind of got taken away from them, which is really shitty. Yeah. So this also goes out to say that it's not just somebody that does this. Like, there's a lot of teams out in many different publisher a lot of development teams under different publishing names that unfortunately get shot to the sideline where, yeah, that this is kind of their job where they go around and, and fix things and in no shape or form are they able to do creativeness in their own, in their own way. So it, it's, a, it's a sad, it's a sad side of, of development is what it is. You know, like these, these people put their heart and soul into games and Unfortunately, you know, what they want to do never comes into fruition, right? Like, there are more games canceled than there ever is created. Yep. So well, that's just, business now. It is, yeah. Unfortunately, people that is the, as a side. People side. to the grindstone. Yeah, 
I mean, we could talk for days about the, the negativity negativities regarding uh, game development for sure, and 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 how a lot of people. I mean, honestly, a lot of people that do game development don't end up staying with the same don't end up staying with the same developers than you know for the previous game developed. They end up moving on somewhere else where you know they go work on something else. And I've heard, you know, I've listened to various podcasts where what they'll say is, if there's a game you like. See who developed it, because you know there might be a particular artist you like um, who who developed that game who no longer work at that company anymore, and they've moved on to something else and developed some you know a different game, but with that same art style and that that same concept. And they might need your help. They definitely, yeah. I mean, well, you know what? I didn't, I didn't actually really want to go into this, but this is a good example: is um, Hogwarts? Uh, was it called Hogwarts Legacy? I think is what it is with that uh, open world. Yeah, like, open world Harry Potter game. Yeah, so I know a lot of people are going out there to like boycott the game because of you know things that J.K. Rowling has said, you know, within the last year. Things. Oh, hella horrible things. But you but gotta be- learn to separate the art from the person. Hundred Yeah, and I I feel like you know this is something that maybe this is a good example where like you know the developers have nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. They you know like Warner Bros. Maybe. To some extent, I mean, like we, we, you know, like she's she's gonna make money off of this game regardless because of licensing, you know. But it's that doesn't thing. mean, yeah. Well, it's her world, ideally. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that. And I'm not advocating. We're we're not advocating or saying anything she said is right. Everything she's ever oh, said she's is a dumb bitch. Yeah, she's wrong. She's a dumb she's bitch. A dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, but we can't take away the fact that she does own Harry Potter. No, and so what it is is like, yeah, you could, I mean, I know there's lots of gamers out there that want to vote with their wallet, and I know it's a very strong saying when it comes to EA and stuff like that, but you have to, everyone needs to realize that the developers have nothing to do with the publishers in a sense that, like, they create what they want to create, and yeah, the developers have say to some extent, but the creators create what they want to say. It's their own ideas. They do what they want to do, and when everyone chooses to kind of do something like that, it sucks for them because they worked really hard to do what they want to do. They were put in a, they were put in a precarious pr- position that unfortunately they probably didn't want to be in, but I don't feel as though they need to suffer for their their situation because it was a situation they couldn't truly avoid. And well, they had no control over it. 100% and I and it sucks. But like when people vote with their wallet to some extent they also have to realize that there are consequences either way. Let's talk about Resident Evil 8 Village. Yeah, I was uh, at when you when you like you you went away. I we were kind of talking about it in between us. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Resident Evil 8 takes place. Uh, I want to say like, um, it'd be funny if it was eight years, but it's good. It's at least a couple years after Resident Evil 7. And Resident Evil 7 takes place uh, like way after the other games. So essentially you start as uh, your like main character is Ethan Winters in Resident Evil 7. You have to go into a swamp to uh, rescue your girlfriend or whatever. She's been missing for a couple of years. Um, this game takes place like years and years later because um, your your daughter is taken by them. And essentially... Um, it's really cool because it's no longer zombies. It's fucking vampires and werewolves, dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it's gonna be really interesting. I'm really excited. Like, um, 
some of the characters are a little different in this one. Like Chris Redfield, it seem almost seems like he's going to be a villain from the trailer I watched. Um, in it, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. Like they're they're already releasing demos for it. Like for example, it's called Eight Hours in Village. The demos, right? And PlayStation is getting it first. The other other ones are going to get it later. But like for example, I have the dates up here on my TV. Um. North America will be getting it April 17th, so today, at 5 p.m. to April 18th, 1 a.m. Um, Europe will be getting it uh, April 18th, uh, 7 p.m. to 9, uh, April 19th, 3 a.m. And Asia will be getting April 18th to April 19th, 1 a.m. Uh, now that's just for the village part, because there's also the castle part as well. Um, so you'll be able to play the castle part of the game, so... The uh, village part is today, going on till like midnight or whatever, one a.m. Uh, but the castle demo, uh, April twenty fourth to five p.m. Uh, April twenty fourth five p.m. to April twenty fifth one a.m. in North America, Europe, April twenty fifth seven p.m. to April twenty sixth three a.m. and Asia is in April twenty fifth five p.m. to April twenty sixth uh, one a.m. So everybody gets to experience this game. In reality, yes, PlayStation is getting it a little earlier, um, and the demos are out. So, like anybody who has the PlayStation has a PlayStation can play it right now. Yeah, I uh, I was just thinking. Sorry, I was trying to get this for everybody to look at. But um, yeah, I I'm not a huge fan of Resident Evil. No, is it just the type of gameplay or like yeah, what? horror games aren't really my my thing? I guess. See, I I've been thinking about getting. Um, I think about getting Resident Evil Two Remake and Three Remake because I they're really good. Well, they're on sale too on Steam right now. Uh, but I'd get Seven. Seven takes it to a whole new level, little level because like the only like really scary part about the original games was the camera angle got you killed a lot. Um, in these new ones, it, it takes you into first person. Right, seven and eight, uh, seven and villager in first person. So the camera angle is not going to kill you, and it adds a, like another degree of horror, right? But it also brings back these old uh, things that you really, you really love about Resident Evil, like the item management, and you know you only have so many bullets, so don't shoot everything. If you can, uh, shoot them in the legs so they fall over, and then knife them till they're dead. And that's how I used to conserve ammo at the very least, right? Um, there's a couple other things that came up on the Resident Evil 8 thing, like that, like I was saying er, uh, earlier. Um, there's the arcade thing. It's, uh, it was a really, really popular thing that they added into 7 as, uh, what's it called? Um, DLC. But it's just coming straight with 8, where it's like time trials and everything like that, which is really cool. And then, uh, there's gonna be a crossover with Dead by Daylight. I don't know if you guys have ever played Dead by Daylight. No, I haven't. No. That's a that's a Ubisoft game, isn't it? Uh no, Dead by uh Dead it might have originally been, but Dead by Daylight is a game where there's four survivors and one killer. And they do license stuff all the time. Like they got Silent Hill with uh Pyramid Head. They have Freddy from uh Nightmare on Elm Street. They have uh um fuck uh, Michael Myers from Halloween. They have their own stuff. They have the Demogorgon from uh Stranger Things. Right, yeah. so that is it's a really, really like. Uh, well, I mean, I used to really enjoy it. it. It makes me angry. I don't like being angry, so I stopped playing it. But it's it's really cool that they're getting a crossover with that and everything like that. Um, but yeah, no, it like that. It was a really cool little thing. 
Um, you get to play Resident Evil Eight. Give it a go. Um, they're totally okay. Like they, 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 they straight up said in the stream. Like record it on your PlayStation. Record it on your Xbox. Put it out to the world to see. They want you to show everybody, so you're not going to get copyright striked either. So that's another good fucking thing, right? Yeah, I, uh, I'm currently streaming the uh, the demo for everybody to, on on the podcast to watch. What everybody's uh, looking at? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm just showing what everyone you know for everyone who didn't see it, they get to see it except for the shitty ad that happens using YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I know it's fucking YouTube. Oh yeah, I'm working out at the gym. Um, but yeah, it looks like an interesting game. Like I I don't know, maybe maybe we'll give it a go and and see what it's like. Um, I'll straight up play it for you. Yeah, I'm, bu- I'm buying it. Twitch stream at uh, one podcast for nerds, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, game. well, if you if um, you stream it, dude, I. I wish it was multiplayer because it would actually be a game I'd totally play with you. Uh, well, you, you, I mean, we. I always joke about with my friend, uh, about my friend Tex. I'm like, whenever I watch him play a game, I'm like, no, we're playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like it's you got like actual puzzles and everything like that, and there's actually some pretty scary stuff. Like from Seven, there's uh, like the mother of the family that kidnapped your girlfriend right um she's fucking horrifying like she turns into this weird like fly lady thing it's like hey um but yeah no it's like it adds a whole nother degree of horror because you're not sitting over somebody's shoulders it's in your face um the thing i really like about this one though is because it's not zombies i'm so tired of zombies it's fucking vampires and werewolves all right so we don't know it's vampires but i mean if they're doing werewolves and like the castle part has all these regal people it's going to be a vampires, right? It has to be. It seems like it's a first person Castlevania then, right? Uh, no, no, no. Cause it's still no, Resident it's not, Evil. It's not. Yeah. But it's not roguelike, I guess would be a, a good aspect to say. Yeah. It's definitely not a roguelike. It's, uh, um, no. it, it has its oh, own, no. like, like it has its own style of gameplay. Like as you're seeing right here, as he's going through the door, you kind of got to figure out what's going on. And then, um, it's, it kind of reminds me almost of, Resident Evil 4, when you first get to the village, you're not really attacked. And then everything hits the fucking wall, right? I really I really like the fact that he was at a well, and it says examine hit X, and he's just <laughs> jabbing Starts at it with a it. knife. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're examining it, bro. Right, and it's like, the lighting like adds to the horror aspect. Like It's just going to be a really interesting game. And like I, I, as a huge fan of werewolves myself, uh, the fact that there's werewolves in this game, that has me pretty pumped. I, you know what? Sure, I'll I'll give this game a go on PS5. Um, I got a nice 4K TV now, and yeah, uh, I think you'll I, really enjoy it, man. I think I should give it a whirl and see. Uh, maybe we'll play it late at night with my red lights on in my house. And well, I mean, you can oh, he's back at the well. Download again. <laughs> oh, so we night fit again. Yeah, I was he's back at the well. Yeah, try downloading it right now, man. You can download it right now. Yeah, I, I maybe I'll try the demo, out and maybe I'll I'll uh, I'll stream the demo. Um, but yeah, anything else you have to say about, uh, anything left on, uh, uh, viewers, vampires or werewolves, let me know. So always remember that you can email us at one podcast for nerds at gmail.com. That's number one and number four. Please let us know what you think of, uh, what, what your thoughts of our resident evil eight village, as well as let us know what you think about, you know, developers, let us know what you think about. Um, the Nindies that are happening, as well as what you, you know, what are your true dreams? If you know, what games would you expect your dream to make for Xbox would be a good one as well. So, yeah, please write in at one podcast for nerds at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andrew. That's 
all that we have for this evening. Uh, as with me as always is thank you to Austin, Nolan, Bye. and Bones. And uh, yeah, remember that you can catch us every two weeks up until May, where we will become a more weekly podcast and we will give you the news every week. With all that said, uh, thank you for listening. Remember, you can support us on Acast and Patreon and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which you can find in the descriptions below. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful couple of weeks. We'll see you again. Cheers, Later, y'all.